Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey Southwest Live for November 22nd, 2020. We talk ASU and Michigan State, look at Air Force opening at AIC, and focus on Omaha for the beginning of the NCHC season. Behind the Mask's College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by Verizon Wireless. Experience Verizon 5G and 5G Ultra Band for business. Verizon Wireless 5G built right. By Bell Ford. See our award-winning dealership at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix or go to bellford.com. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops, three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com and gear up for the new season on ice or in line. Cold beers and cheeseburgers. All of our locations in Arizona and California are open in accordance to CDC guidelines. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. For the best margaritas and more, go to MexicanMoonshine.com and see how to get your bottle today. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Stop in and pick up any of our award-winning sauces on your way home at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard. Caesars Entertainment Resorts. Anywhere you want to go, you can bet there's a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. And by College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. ASU alumni owned and operated. College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere you may be listening to us live on the Podbean app this evening, it is another Sunday, which means another College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask, Scott Strandy in Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein out on beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, how are things tonight? Uh, not too bad. Uh, yesterday was really nice, and uh, we did a lot of raking of leaves today. I'm sure you're familiar with that. You know, <laughs> That happens a lot this time of the year in Scottsdale, right? Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't happen in Scottsdale ever. Yeah. <laughs> but, but anyway, just another uh, reason. <laughs> just another did, reason. I can't it, tell you how much I hate yards. Uh, it has cooled right on down now to the seventies. Uh, oh I guess my 80, god! I, I guess eighty-five today was the high. So uh, you know, the seventies. It's about time to put the shorts away and start putting out the long pants. Parkas and the whole routine. Oh, yeah. Start looking at the winter jackets because that could be coming around the corner. Yep. (laughs) Well, as I said, this is College Hockey Southwest Live, our Sunday night show where we break down the four teams that we cover in our coverage area. The Arizona State Sun Devils, of course, have already played four games. We'll get into that in just a minute. Uh, The uh, Air Force Academy is looking at getting started on – Friday night, Friday and Saturday at AIC. And, of course, our NCHC teams, Denver, and I'll get to that in a minute. NCHC teams of Denver and Colorado College are looking forward to hopefully getting to the pod in Omaha starting December 1st and and being there for uh, 21 days or something like that and and playing. Is uh, it only 21? 21 days. Uh, they'll be okay. done the 21st of December. Ten games, though, during those 21 days. So that's a lot of hockey games. Um, yeah. So so hopefully that all goes off without a hitch, and uh, hopefully we're able to give some coverage to that as well. But uh, any way you look at it, we'll be talking hockey. We're going to jump into ASU in just a minute. But uh, when you said hopefully for Air Force, 
Um, I have the Atlantic hockey schedule, composite schedule up in front of me, Paul. Okay. And there's more lines with uh, gray and white striped and the words postponed or canceled behind them than there are games that were actually played. <laughs> so well, far. yeah, well, there, <laughs> there's been a couple of non-conference games actually played. Well, there, were, yeah, like I say, there was a couple played, but uh, there's more right now of games that have been postponed or canceled in Atlantic hockey right. than, than there are played. Um, so what, what we will tell you um, real quick, the, the games that have been played, Paul, um, last, uh, on Saturday, last night, right? Yeah. Last night, Alabama Huntsville and uh, Robert Morris kicked it off. Uh, right. Robert Morris get a six, two win. And then, uh, today, Holy Cross took care of Long Island five, two. Well, um, yeah. Okay. Um, I was, I was going to, I was going to just. Because uh, Robert Morris uh, won today too. They played this afternoon. Yeah, yep. uh, that's a back and forth game. Uh, Huntsville Did you see that one by chance? I I saw most of it. Huntsville kept okay. taking one goal leads, uh, and then Robert Morris would come back tie the game, and then uh, in the end, Robert Morris won out. Um, it was a back and forth game. A bunch of power plays. Uh, some fluky goals. Uh, well, I shouldn't say fluky. There were a couple goals that were. Um, quirky, but a couple of goals with some really nice shots. Um, okay, there was a nice two-on-one, and and the the goalie for 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 Huntsville had to move slightly to cover the passer, and and the guy who shot the puck for Robert Morris put one in the upper glove side corner. It was a really really nice shot. Ah, nice. Um, uh, and I was so, watching so go ahead. that game, and I'm sorry. And um, you know they're they're dealing with some COVID issues too. Uh, a couple of Robert Morris players live in Canada, and they and they can't get down here till January. Wow. Yeah, that I mean that, that's going to be affecting us a whole bunch more than than we all uh, I think want it to right now. Um, Long Island got their first win in their uh, their very first game, which is kind of cool, huh? Yes, and a game very, very reminiscent to um, the opener for ASU last year against right. Mercyhurst. Yes. Um, where uh, ASU dominated the game, couldn't get the pass a goalie. Yep. Uh, that's what happened on Thursday night when Long Island played its first game. Against uh, Holy Cross, correct? Against Holy Cross. Yep. I was watching some of both of those games. Um, Holy Cross outshot Long Island in that first game. I think the overall total was like 45 to 15. Wow. Ironically enough, the goalie for Long Island in both games – uh, as long as we're playing six degrees, uh, was Mercyhurst's goalie <laughs> last year in the season opener, Garrett Metcalf, and he stood on his head for Long Island, um, who got uh, like two really good scoring opportunities in regulation and scored on it, and then got a really good opportunity in overtime after killing off a penalty in overtime to to win the game on a breakaway. So uh, that was a very interesting game to watch. 
Uh, Minnesota State played today their open game against Bemidji, a couple of schools that you're familiar with. And Yes. Uh, Minnesota State showing that they don't know how long they're going to get to play this year, but as long as they're going to play. They're going to be good. They're going to be good. Um, yes. They win 5 nothing. Uh the weird. I, I, I don't know. I haven't had a chance to talk to our buddy Cap Carey about the ECAC this year because that's a mess. That is a one hundred percent mess. Right now, I think there are four teams in that conference that are playing, and the rest of them are not. Yeah, I, I don't know how you how you're even going to do anything with that conference. To be honest with you, but. Um, and I, and we have knows? to try and get him on here. And yeah, I know they had a game will. tonight, so he wasn't, you know, so he wasn't available tonight because there's a game, but uh, that he had to cover. But home, I don't even. That is just a complete mess. Yeah. Um, yep. I agree totally. And, and he would be the one to break it down because he does yeah. know uh, uh, that conference very, very well. Okay, we'll get we'll get into some more stuff here in just a minute, but let, let's talk ASU because. Uh, okay. If, if everybody doesn't know by now, if you're an ASU fan and don't know, they started this season with an 0-3-1 record. Uh, the one Correct. part was a 3-3 overtime tie. Um, mm-hmm. Here's the unique part about that one, Paul, and then we'll kind of break things down here. But that was against Michigan State. Uh, ASU and Coach Powers found out uh, that day. Uh, I'll just say that day. It was <laughs> really close About to game time, game right, that, that they were not going to have a shootout. And uh, if it went to overtime, it would be a three-on-three, five-minute overtime, and then it would go down the books as a tie. We both know Coach Powers and his love for ties. Not. Yeah, see, and, and <laughs> to be honest with you, I sort of agree with the coach, but I don't completely agree with the coach. Okay, that, that's um, good. Let's start right there. Why don't you completely agree with the coach? I used to be a I hate ties guy myself. Okay, but and when they first put the shootout in, I was like, yes, this is going to be awesome. It sucks. It sucks. Can we play seven minutes of three on three or better yet, 10 minutes of four on four? And if the game's still tied, the game ends in a tie. If you if you don't want to play and I get not wanting to play, say, an extra 10 minutes of five on five. You you want the open ice to create more scoring chances? Can we play four on four for ten minutes? I I mean I don't know if you watched ten minutes of three on three. I, it's it the five minutes is nuts enough. Okay, and it doesn't really look like hockey. It looks like just practice. It looks Except shimmy is what it looks mind. like. Uh, uh, yeah, okay, fine. You want to use the term shinny? I get it. But, you know, it's like with your buddies on the ice. You take off and you get a puck and you, you go and you got, you know, sometimes you have more people on the ice, but there's such a discrepancy in the talent levels in, in what I'm talking about in shinny is you get a lot of guys that, you know, are right. maybe NCAA caliber and then, and trust me, I did this in Duluth a lot <laughs> at, at outdoor rinks. Occasionally, uh, we would go out and, and play shinny hockey, and that was the way it was. You'd have your NCAA guys who could just uh, 
go past everybody, and then the right. rest of us were just kind of chasing the puck. And that's the, kind of the way it looks with a solid three-on-three. Three. But I get the point. They're trying to make something happen. They're trying to determine a winner. Um, right. I have, I have mixed emotions, Paul, and here's my side of it. Um, the one side I see wanting to determine a winner. But on the other hand, um, do, do you want to play really hard for, for a full 60 minutes and then – um, have it be a quote-unquote fluky or we've got the better player and he got loose and scored on a breakaway or a shootout like you say or whatever. Uh, is that how you want to determine it? You want to, like, like let's just say in, in Arizona State's case, if they came back and uh, the Long Island guy, Chris Grando, got the game-tying goal, sent it right. to overtime, uh, they worked very hard and, and almost won it in regulation. Right. But... But now you've got this one tie, which I know a tie is a tie, but you, you've done something positive. Would you have wanted to see that game lost? Say that was against Michigan, and, and Owen Power takes the puck and goes the distance to scores. Um, is that the way you'd want that game to end up in the loss column for you? Well, but see this what I'm is saying? What I'm this, is, this, is why I'm, this is what I'm talking about. I, I'd rather see 10 minutes of four-on-four four is a little more like hockey. Than the three on three stuff. Yeah, that's that's a really good point, and and you're still going to get some chances by taking off uh, right. two players right. off the ice. You're going to open up the ice that much, but right. but it won't be quite as fluky. You can put two forwards and two D. Okay. Uh, I I think with three on three, what happens, and, and this is where I agree with you on this, is that uh, in three on three, you maybe have one D and two forwards, right? Well, if it turns into a two on one, that defenseman's laid out to dry. I mean, he doesn't have uh, much of a chance if there's quality quality forwards coming down on a two-on-one uh, multiple times. So I, I would like to see that as well, two-on-two. Two. Let's go ahead and just make that a rule, Paul. It's four-on-four, four, ten minutes starting today. <laughs> Do we well, have listen, the power for that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I wish I did. But like I said, I mean, because at least, you know, and, and this is this is the way I, I, I'll say it, uh, the – Former hockey broadcaster here in New York, uh, Howie Rose, he did the Rangers on radio for a long time and then switched over to the Islanders on TV. He still does the Mets, even though he's not doing hockey anymore. Uh, he used to call it, he used to say, all right, now this game's a tie. Now we go into the skills competition. And, you know, the yeah. more I, he's right. Yeah. It's not hockey yeah. anymore at that point. No, no. Okay, and we all know that how great of a player you are has nothing to do with how you how you do on breakaways. Because who was the worst superstar you ever saw on breakaways? He'll tell you himself. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. No, I want to see for you. No, you, no, you go ahead and tell me who was it. Wayne Gretzky. Yes, he was horrible. Horrible. He, was horrible. he hated. He's like, no, I'd rather pass the puck. Right, right, and that's the greatest, greatest hockey player of all time in the NHL. Uh, yeah, great point. Okay, so so we talked about the ties. That's how the the Thursday night game with Michigan State went. What was your overall opinion uh, of Arizona State in Thursday night's game? What did you see after hearing Coach Powers on Tuesday, and then also seeing him play his team play against Michigan uh, the weekend before? Well, listen, I. I, I've seen 
you know, I watched Michigan and I've seen the the other set the other six teams in the Big Ten, and I've watched a bunch, a little bit of a lot of games. But Michigan's on a different planet. Yeah, I, I know that one of the games against Wisconsin was close, but Michigan on a different planet. Wisconsin's really good, and that's who ASU plays next. Wisconsin's really good, but holy smokes! I mean, um, we haven't seen Denver, and we haven't seen Duluth, and we haven't seen uh, North Dakota, but uh, I. I I mean, to me, the of the teams that I've, it's not even close. That that Michigan is 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 the best team I've seen so far. ASU's weekend against Michigan State. You got to hit the net. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you when got you, you got a lot puck, of shots. You but yes, you do because you got to get rebounds if you don't score, and you can't get those if they end up behind the neck or net, or worse yet, ringing the boards and going back outside the zone. Yeah, and I and I give both teams a lot of credit in that series this week because there was a lot of block shots. No one can say that the players on both teams were not selling out, and and you know giving give, giving, you know giving their their sacrificing themselves to, to get in front of shots because there were a ton of them on both sides. Uh, and then I think it just got to the point where ASU was gripping their sticks too hard and trying to make perfect shots instead of just shooting. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, and that's why there's – see, and to be honest with you, uh, if, if ASU – you know, going into these first four games, if there was going to be a problem for ASU, I thought it was going to be the other way around. Yeah, me too. I, me I, I too. thought that the struggle would be on defense, not scoring. Um, you know, not having Johnny Walker this past week didn't help either. But they should have enough, or you would think they'd have enough where, you know, they wouldn't be struggling like this to score goals and missing open nets. They're hitting posts. Um, you know, and, 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 and what happens at that point is just trying to be too perfect. I mean, they had a lot of shots on the five-on-three early in game two. Oh, um, did they ever. You know, and you got to give uh, right now credit, too, for Michigan State playing a really good game in net. But, um, you know, to me, that's – you know, that's what happens when you struggle to score is you start trying to make me do too much instead of backing down a little bit. And I don't know how you can practice that. You know, I I don't know if you're the coaching staff, how you can say, hey, guys, just relax. I'll go in. And at the same time, you, you want to be like, what do we do to change this? Well, let me, let me tell you two things that, that came to mind immediately from the first two games that I – or the first four games I've seen uh, right now is um, a couple of years ago they had problems scoring goals and they had problems hitting the net. And I remember Coach Field taking out a, a bunch of tires and different things and placing them strategically in shooting zones, and he said – um, we're having a real problem with this. And, and he's, I happened to be sitting in the press box. It was a Tuesday. I was above, so I could hear everything that was going on in the ice. He said, you guys have got to quit focusing on what's in front of you and see what's not in front of you. You need to see the openings, not the players. And uh, I'll tell you, Brinson Pashnik was the first one. About the first three or four shots he took uh, from the point, 
hit the tires. And then all of a sudden, it opened up, and everybody opened up, and they started finding all the little openings, and they were much more precise, and they started beating goaltenders and scoring goals in practice. And the confidence came up, and lo and behold, the very next weekend, it kicked off a, a scoring barrage where they started to score uh, three, four, five goals a game. And and I'm just wondering if they need to go back to something like that. I don't know if they're doing it now or not because I don't get to see practice like before uh, COVID. They're in Michigan. But, they, they still build cars there, right? Yeah. They can get some tires. Right. So so anyway, I'm just saying that, that that was something that worked and I watched it work. So I think that might be the case. Um, the other thing is, uh, they're, they're like you say, they're just gripping the sticks too tight. They, they need to just free flow a little bit. But we saw such a difference in that Michigan series where Michigan was going 100 miles an hour and going tape to tape. And it looked like they were on a power play 90% of the hockey game. Um, mm-hmm. And, and ASU has struggled to, A, get up to speed, because I don't think they're as slow as they've shown the first four games. And then secondly is they're having a hard time. You brought this up after the Michigan series. You said they miss 39 and 24 getting out of their own zone, and they've got to do something. And I think you and I talked about it um, in text messages during or after the game or maybe both, where we said, I think they got to get Judson and Semek back together because – that's their version of 39 and 24. And we both know that's Pashnuk and, and, uh, um, Maniscalco. Um, so I think they need to get them back together. And I know you talk about the speed or the lack of speed of the other defensemen, but I think when you have a that's top good. pair, well, let's, it's when you have a, when you have a top anyway. pair, yeah, when you have a top pair, now you can work with and try to bring up. And, and I'm surprised that Connor Stewart's not getting a shot because and nothing against the rest of the guys, but man, when you're, when you're struggling on D, you've got to try something. And, you know, they brought in Tanner Hickey and they've got, um, you know, uh, Jacob Wilson back there and they got Kavita Janssen's. Um, but maybe, maybe it's time to try somebody that's a little quicker. We know Connor's quicker because he can play forward too. So maybe, Maybe it's a shot. Maybe he gets his shot this weekend. I don't know. Here's the, the and we're going to get through this in just a second, but here's my thing, and I've been telling you this and, uh, and Zach uh, when we talk, is that there just are no open weekends in the Big Ten. Uh, uh, every team is good, right? So when you're playing in the Big Ten, you can't really mess around too much with your line combinations or your goaltenders because – guess what? This is Wisconsin coming up. And if you struggle against Wisconsin and lose two more games and you come out of this uh, 0-5-1, and oh, goodness, you got yourself a hole in the Big Ten. You got yourself a massive hole. Um, shooting a puck power play, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, uh, but of course, we've been we we've been screaming about that for a while. But you know, they did it won twenty games the last two years. So, uh, what do we know? Exactly. So, so before we leave, listen, leave ASU's past. Let, let's talk. Okay, go ahead. Get I point. think we were both going to the same spot. Um, the, the The fact of the matter is, uh, the board regents approved the building. And as, as crummy as you felt 
watching the games because I couldn't score. <laughs> That's about right. the biggest score as you get. Yep, exactly. And uh, we were hoping for a groundbreaking in November, which we're in. It now sounds like construction is going to start in January. I don't know if that's moved back or if they're still going to break ground officially uh, in, in 2020 or if they just want to put everything behind them in 2020 and make it a fresh 2021 start. But, uh, yeah, that's all that's all good news. I, I know that uh, the guys are excited uh, to get in there. I know Coach Powers is excited. Everybody in the administration is excited, and I think the fans uh, will be excited just to have some place to call home. Uh, not nothing against Oceanside; it's just that there was only about 750 to 900 people that could call that home. Now you're going to have a chance to get 5,000 people to call it home, and right. then and, I, and, I and then it will become this, a home. Right. I want to clear this up because it's come out. It came out. You know, I shouldn't say it came out. It was brought up on. Uh, social media today. I know where you're going. I know where you're going. The bill were with donations. The university, uh, listen, I, am I saying that it's 100% uh, money coming out, not coming out of the university? I'm sure there are some sort of construction costs that are, you know, that are just endemic because it's their property. I, I, mean, I don't know. But the building is being paid for by donations and they have a naming rights deal already so let's stop with the hey the university's forking over all this cash to put up a building exactly and let's also stop with it and say it's it's not just hockey hockey is going to be a big tenant obviously but they are going to use it for other athletic things correct and it is going to be an asset to the university uh we yep. talked about this already in covid with all these people that are out of work it is something that you can do safely uh, you brought that up seattle Long Island, Las Vegas, all these places are continuing to build their arenas during the pandemic because it's something that can be done outdoors and relatively right. safe uh, from pandemic. So, right, because people yeah, don't absolutely. have to be right on top of each other. And, and you, were, you were right. That's where I was headed. I had one pit stop in the middle, though. Um, I think we're all starting to see this um, quote-unquote goaltending controversy. I don't want to say controversy because it's not, but um, – the play of, of freshman Cole Brady has been phenomenal in the games yeah, he that he's played. And and uh, Evan DeBrower, I thought, was about as good as you get the other night, too. It's just not, that listen, the, the issue is not – Not goaltending. I'm, I'm throwing the first game out because I just am. I can do that. Well, there's too many things, too many variables, Paul. They didn't, they didn't get there on time. Right. The game time got changed. Right, I mean, right. I mean, there's that, a thousand but, things. But goaltending has not been their problem in the last three years. No, no, no. So, so, so let me ask you this. If you're Coach Powers and play devil's advocate here for me or, or put yourself in Coach's shoes, do you have two number ones and you have Justin Robbins that you're not sure what you have? Or do you have a clear number one and a very good number two as we sit right now four games in? What do you, th what do you say? Are you am I am I supposed to put myself in the coach's shoes or am I thinking about no, what I, I would do? No, no. As a as a coach, if you were in the coach's okay. shoes and you're looking at what you've got and what you've seen so far through through four games, do you have two number ones, a one A and a and a one, or do you have a one and a two, but that two is very good? What do you have? Uh I think I have other things to worry about. 
ah, that was that was just a that was just a skate right by it. <laughs> but but I do. Okay. Let me. I know you do. But let me ask you this: Who are you going to put in net? Is it going to be a rotation? Are you going to go with one guy? Because as I just brought up a couple of minutes ago, the Big Ten is no place to uh, to try to mix and match. You can do that against Mercyhurst, Huntsville, Alaska schools, um, other ones that might not be as dominant. But you can't do that against Wisconsin. And then guess what? You're going to go to Notre Dame. You know, I mean, where you got to be ready to win hockey games, and not that you, you don't want to win every hockey game, but you can't really go with a guy that you you're not sure if he's the hot guy or not. Well, like I said, it, you know, there there were, like I said, goalies not been the problem, uh, and my, my guess is they'll probably split Wisconsin too. I mean, I don't make those decisions, but it, it, if you're asking me, they're probably going to say, okay, guys, you're splitting these two games too. Uh, eventually, I have to make a choice, so show me what you got. Yeah, I think you just stepped right into Coach Bauer's shoes because knowing him uh, like I do for the last four or five years, um, I think that's exactly what he's going to do. We talk about his loyalty to players. Uh, he definitely is loyal to players, but there comes a point where he he makes a decision and and he get he goes with it. I mean, we've seen it all along. He's made some really tough decisions in the first five or six years of this program. So, um, the other thing I wanted to bring up, Paul, and then I promise we'll start off at ASU because what? Watch him start Justin Robinson. <laughs> now, let's, uh, uh, but. Before we jump out of uh, ASU, I do think it's noteworthy that uh, on the 18th of this month of November in uh, 2014, there was an announcement made uh, at ASU that the uh, hockey team would uh, move to the NCAA ranks. Um, It was a big day. It's going to be marked forever, uh, November 18th, 2014. So six years ago, how ironic was it to you or was it just me um, that – the uh, final vote on the uh, new arena came on November 18th, 2020. Uh, I'd have to, ironic. I I don't, I, it could have just been circumstance that, you know, I assume they make those schedules for those meetings up way in advance. And it just so happened. Yeah, I think so too. I don't think they planned it that way, but that's kind of a neat thing, right? I mean, you start. Yeah. I mean, listen, I like those kinds of coincidences. Yeah, I'm exactly. In. Okay, let's take a quick break. Let's hear from our partners, and then uh, we'll come back and we'll jump into this upcoming weekend series after Thanksgiving with uh, Air Force and AIC, and then we'll talk a little bit about uh, Colorado College in Denver as they get ready to head to Omaha for the pod. We'll be back in about four minutes. Pre-game like a pro, post-game like a champion at College Bar and Grill. Located in downtown Tempe at 740 South Mill Avenue, College Bar and Grill is the place for the best local craft beers, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State athletics. A short walk from Sun Devil Stadium or Desert Financial Arena, stop by for lunch or dinner, game day or any day, College Bar and Grill. 
Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community. Offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right gear for you. Visit any one of our three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S., Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning taste since 2011. Looking for your next car? Head out to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix and stop in at Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant. Come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 Fords, as well as the new 2021 models just arriving like the new E450 pickup truck during our summer outdoor and SUV sale. Voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona by Ranking Arizona, we will do what it takes to make your car buying experience safe and convenient. Shop online at bellford.com. We'll bring everything to you on your schedule. Schedule a test drive. Need a repair? We'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you. Our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied. Go online to bellford.com or call us at 602-866-1776 and let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps Shane Doan coming back year after year. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs. I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. All right, we're back. Scott Strandy joining you from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. Paul Hornstein, my co-host as always from Long Island, New York. This is College Hockey Southwest Live presented by Behind the Mask. Paul, we got through the Arizona State part of the show. Let's jump into uh, to Air Force. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, let's get, jump into Air Force, um, opening up their season uh, at AIC this weekend. Fingers crossed because we have to say that every time. We just don't know what's going to happen with this COVID stuff. Nope. Uh, just quickly so that you know what's happening on the West Coast, um, Los Angeles slash California is now going down into a three weeks uh, takeout only. All the restaurants are shut down again. Takeout or delivery only. No more sit down outside. No more sit down inside. No more social distancing. Uh, to, to give you just a feel, uh, 
six weeks ago, Paul, I started tracking the numbers here in Arizona myself. Okay, you said I California. Dude, I didn't hear. Hold on a second. You said California. Yeah, that was California. Oh, just California. Okay. Yeah, Los Angeles slash California. They were talking mostly okay. about the Los Angeles businesses that were hurt, but I believe it's most of California. Okay. I, I couldn't remember if it was Los Angeles mayor or the uh, the governor that just made that statement late this afternoon. Um, but here in Arizona, we went from, uh, and I put this out on Twitter today, uh, 1,300 on a, these are just Sunday numbers for the past five weeks, 13, 15, 18, 23, 4,300 cases. Mm -hmm. So you can see where it's going, and it's not going the right direction. So You're not uh, one of it, them, right? Uh, no, thank God I am not. I'm just asking. But, but – but in California, for example, it's 15,000 cases a day. In Minnesota, it's 7,400 cases a day. So uh, relatively speaking, in Arizona, we're, we still look like we're in pretty good shape, I would say. But here's the kicker. July 1st is when we hit the all-time, uh, our all-time, our record for 2020 in the pandemic at 4,800 cases. Uh, we could surpass that, probably not tomorrow because the Monday counts are down, but I would suspect that sometime this week we're going to see 5,000 cases. And, and and as I put out in my tweet today, it's the healthcare workers and the healthcare system yeah. that's a big problem. There's so many people that say, oh, it's no big deal. I'm not going to get it. Well, it, whether you get it and you're asymptomatic or whatever, that's not the point. The point of it is is that it's these poor people that have to that, that get really sick and have to have a hospital bed, and there aren't any. Or worse yet, yeah. there aren't any doctors or, or, or respiratory therapists or nurses to take care of you. That's why you wear the mask and you social distance and you do what you have to do. Because you got to think about that. And I think people just have completely blown right past that whole reason. So I put out the tweet again today that we support healthcare workers uh, still keeping our uh, logo blue uh, until this thing is over with or at least well under control. So... That's my soapbox for the night. Uh, let's talk. Uh, let's talk Air Force and AIC. We had Coach Saratori on a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago now, yep. I guess. Um, we know what he brings. We know what he brings with his team. What do you expect out of this first series, assuming it gets played? Well, I, you know, with Air Force, they're they're such a second half team. It, it seems like every year they're a second half team. Not that they're trying to get off the slow starts. You know, but when you struggle to score goals and, you know, they, they, they lost their leading scorer from last year, Brady Tomlin, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to, 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 to get into a rhythm or you're, or it's hard to, I mean, just look, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that uh, it takes guys a while to, to, to gel um, and you know, let's, let's talk about this as well. I, I would imagine that the service academies, it's hard for those kids to be off campus for classes. Not that they don't have the technology and stuff, but there's so much more involved in their yeah. everyday school life than just what goes on inside the classroom. I mean, you know, you know, the the players today I see, I mean, yeah, they're they're going through to weightlifting and they're doing whatever, but 
there's so much more piled onto these guys uh, at the service academies, which is one of the reasons why I think a lot of times they're a second-half team because it kind of takes a while for them to get into a groove and into a routine. And, you know, if you have that military mindset, you're all about precision. And, and th- th- there's no precision this season <laughs> at all. Exactly. You know, um, you know, the, the forecast, uh, you know, I've seen that most of the predictions I've seen do not look good, but, uh, I'll say it again. I never want to play them. Yeah, you know exactly. That's the that's before I, you know, I look for my team first, and then I look to see who's playing Air Force in the NCAA tournament because I, I that's the team that which that's the team that scares you every year. Well, and I think Coach Territory told us if you remember, he said yeah. that he thinks his guys uh, come to practice with the idea that wow. All I have to do for the next two and two hours, two and a half hours, is get yelled at by Coach Saratori. <laughs> it, it's the it's the relaxing part of their day. Yeah, if you can say that, and and I don't think that's the case uh, for other universities. Uh, maybe maybe it is uh, that case at Army, but like right. you say, at the service academies. But most places, um, you know, the easy part of your day is not your hockey practice. But right. um, I thought he made a really good point with that. So. Those games are scheduled for Friday and Saturday. Um, uh, I'm looking at their times. It's, it must be local time. It's Air Force is uh, scheduled to play at AAC at 3 p.m. and uh, Friday and then Saturday, 3 p.m. also. So I don't know if that's Air Force time or if that's East Coast time. Well, I don't um, know what you're looking at. So I'm, I'm looking uh, at the Atlantic hockey schedule, so I don't know. It doesn't say um, – what that is, but you know, as well, we've already learned, out, Paul, well, you know what? It is Thanksgiving weekend, so it's not like uh, right. Uh, so yeah. who knows? Um, you know, three o'clock games. I'm okay with that. Yeah, me too. Um, I don't. So know anyway, players are okay with it, but uh, you know, I mean, look for Air Force to the Air Force. I mean, they are who they are. It's not like it's not like you're going there. And it's like, oh wow, I. I I wasn't expecting that from an Air Force team. They're going to play good defense. They're going to be where they're supposed to be. They're going to get good goaltending. And they're going to play for 60 minutes. You know, I I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, I know what this team is going to be. I do know what the team is going to be. But, you know, to sit here and say, I don't know how it's going to turn out, uh, especially at this point when I haven't seen them play yet. So I, I hate, you know, I was obviously so on target ASU and how they were going to struggle <laughs> defensively and score a lot of goals. So uh, maybe I just – this is why I hate predictions. This is why I hate <laughs> making – because uh, who knows? You know, uh, we could sit there and look at a roster on paper and be like, oh, this should be this and this should be that. Um, you know, um, I know AIC had some, was worried about even being able to field a team because they have right. so many Europeans on their team. Yep. So that's going to be, um, that'll be an interesting to see. I, I don't know if that'll have an effect or not, but 
I said, I know the coach was worried about it. So, and he's been there forever too, just like Frank Sartori, Eric Lang. Yes. He's been their only coach. Yeah, I think you're probably right on that. I don't have it in front of me, but okay. So we know Air Force is going to get started. Uh, Last segment of the show coming up, um, dedicated to NCHC. We have Colorado College in Denver um, going into the pod as it's scheduled. Right. Um, a couple of things, and, and we heard this both from uh, uh, Michael Wiseman, the uh, director of communications for the NCHC, and we had him on. Um, but when we talk about the pod, um, there are a number of things that are happening there, Paul. Uh, first of all, all eight teams are going to bus in, so they'll all have their own bus uh, when they get there. Uh, right. They're also going to be in, in certain hotels uh, very close to where they could even walk to the arena. Uh, the restaurants near Baxter Arena are, uh, are very close, so that's taken care of. Um, as we know, there will be media allowed in. I am uh, credentialed, I believe. I haven't got the final word yet, but I believe I am credentialed for it. Are you uh, busing it too? <laughs> I'm not going to drive. But but uh, the other thing is is that uh, you'll be there, but you can't have any face-to-face conversations with coaches or players. So it will all be done via – via Skype, which means, or not Skype, but Zoom. So that being said, uh, why would a person go there? Well, there's something to be said about watching games in person. And you and I both experienced that uh, <laughs> via the via the internet broadcast, if you will. Um, you just missed something. Um, yeah. I missed Ryan O'Reilly's first goal. So did everybody else. Oh, I <laughs> don't even get me st- Oh, my so, Lord. So, so believe me, I was holding my breath Friday night for the second Michigan State game that was me too. Stream. Me too. And it Paul. was it was like a like it was um it was like watching uh, an SEC an SETV parody that first game streamed against Michigan. Yes, it was like public yeah. access TV <laughs> back in the nineties and. And it was, well, it was a joke. Let, let me tell you this also. Uh, even the, That will the, not be the, happening in Omaha, by the way. No. They have uh, partnered – I was just going to get to that. They have partnered with uh, Midco Sportsnet to produce all the games Correct. on NCHC TV. Um, but I also found that uh, at the uh, Friday night game for ASU against Michigan State. Uh, and God bless the announcer. I don't remember what his name was, but he was by his lonesome. But um, – Man, oh, man, you'd think there could be a little bit of production. Um, you know, Terry, my wife, was listening to it with me in the car, um, and we were we were hearing it, and she's going like, don't they have a second guy? <laughs> so if you, you know, if it's obvious that you need a second person to, to try to carry the conversation, I don't see how the Big Ten um, Plus couldn't have a second guy and then I, I just think the production was... Oh, because they're uh, using the radio feeds. It should feeds. be better than that. I know, but it should, should be better than that. They're using the radio feeds. It should be better. It, I'm just saying. Okay. I, I'm off my uh, soapbox for that as well. Um, but then, do we have an update? Because Colorado um, College is supposed to, was supposed to play on December 1st, and they shut down. Yeah, I, I sent a message out to, to Jerry Cross, and uh, I was told I'm going to hear from him tomorrow as well. also okay. wanted to say that Denver's media day is tomorrow, um, so we'll find out a little bit more about Denver and what they what they bring. We know they um, announced they a lot of letters of intent. 
and they also yeah, and they also brought on uh, a goaltender, a grad transfer from Yale. So uh, that's going to be interesting. But, yeah, well, uh, the coach did tell us he was going to do that. The coach did tell us yes, they yes, were having a, a goalie uh, coming from Yale. Uh, now, he didn't tell us from where, but he said it would be in the next few days. He could and tell he was us. right. He, <laughs> I hope so. Um, like I said, they're going to ease into their schedule uh, this year, playing Duluth <laughs> and North Dakota in their first two games. So, yeah. Well, I think we'll find out. Uh, the next three days, Paul, we're going to find out a lot about the NCHC, what's happening, because I was told uh, just hold on until Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday before <laughs> Thanksgiving, before you do anything drastic. So to me, that tells me that there's still things up in the air. But Isn't uh, everything gonna... up in the air every day yeah. right now? <laughs> it really is. It really is. Um, so I'm thrilled that hockey's coming back. Uh, from the media standpoint, though, it, it's frustrating because – you know our photographer, Zach Bondurant, does a fantastic job, and I'm going to shout right. him out right now because what he did last night at Oceanside Arena was just pure magic with that lens. Um, I kept looking at his pictures all night last night. I think I was up half the night, and I was going like, how did you get that shot? I mean, he's got a shot of a goaltender from ASU uh, making a save with the puck just getting into his glove, glove still wide open wasn't even closed yet. Uh, and it was so good that you could see the goaltender's eyes were shut. <laughs> and I've gotten more comments today from people going like, hey, man, open your eyes when you're playing goalie. And we know that that was just a quick reaction with the lens. But um, so, so it would be thrilling to have Zach in the pod to be able to get some, some shots uh, for us because that's just like something that, that you really need. So we got our fingers crossed to see what happens. Uh, anyway, By the way, let's, is... let's clarify, those were club players. Those were not the NCAA yes. players. Yeah, correct. Those were club players, um, but but they were at the college level. Just They weren't NCAA. Uh, I, understand. I, just, I just wanted yeah. to make sure people understood. Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, so anyway, so that's what we, we uh, are anticipating out of the NCHC. Um, We'll know a lot more tomorrow, uh, both in Colorado College's standpoint and what uh, Denver has to say during their media day. Right. And, I mean, um, listen, Denver, like I said, they're opening up against Duluth. And then their <laughs> second game is against North Dakota. And so you got basically two top five matchups right off the bat. Um, yes. I'm really uh, looking forward to those matchups. Uh you know, I mean, because there's, the, the, you're not easing into that at all. No, and and I'll say this, like I said in the Big Ten, there are really no no easy weekends in the NCHC either. Um, when you when that's all you're playing is your conference, um, man, oh man, you got to be sharp from beginning to end because that there's no way that you can get on a losing streak or start slow and uh, and expect that you're going to win the conference. It's just well, it's just not going to happen. And then here's what you have to watch out for, All right? So you have Denver playing on December 4th, their, their first game. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, December 2nd against Duluth. Correct. Okay. And they go two days later, play December 4th against North Dakota. And then they're playing the next day yes. against St. Cloud. Now, right. You Now – you sit there and you look at that schedule and you're like, 
Okay. Uh, St. Cloud, here's your chance because there is just no way that you, I mean, you, you played two top five matchups in the first two games, and then 24 hours later, you're playing a team that people will think you're just going to roll over. And I'm not yeah. trying to knock St. Cloud, but they're not Duluth, and they're not, and they're not North Dakota. And they you don't not. have that day of rest in between games. That's a that's a recipe for an upset right there. Oh yeah, I mean, and you got to count on your depth if you're Denver because uh, without that depth, uh, man, oh man, you're asking a lot of your top line players. And you know, I, I said that to you earlier this year about ASU. I said I think they're one the line top line second line are going to compete pretty evenly with most most top two lines in the Big Ten. It's the third line and the fourth line that are going to have to make the difference along with the specialty teams. And and you look at ASU, not so bad on the penalty kill. No. But man, that power play has plagued them. They just they have and got to start scoring on three the power games, play. Four nights either. Right. Exactly. And we thought. Remember, we said you know four games and eight nights was going to be a lot. <laughs> that ain't nothing like the NCHC is going to see the first twenty-one days and. You know, 10 games, 21 days. Ah, you're not Figure even talking out. about the first 21 days. You're talking about day two, three, and five. <laughs> I, I mean, know. Uh, two, two, four, and five. Oh, yeah. I mean, holy smokes. <laughs> I know. It, it's it's crazy. Um, so anyway, that, I wanted to get that out there to let people know that uh, we haven't forgot about our Colorado College and our Denvers and our Air Forces. No, they just they haven't just played haven't started yet. yet. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we'll see uh, tomorrow with the the press conference with Coach Carl and the captains and and what their game plan is. We were we were lucky to have I shouldn't say lucky we were grateful to have uh, Coach Carl along with us and, and get some insight and have him spend about thirty minutes talking about his program a couple weeks ago. Um, so we'll look forward to that. Um, ASU, as we said, will take on Wisconsin after the Thanksgiving holiday. That'll be a Saturday Sunday matchup, right, Paul? I'm uh, looking at my calendar, right? I can't. Yeah, 28th and 29th, Saturday, Sunday. Is it Saturday and Sunday? I'll have to take out this. Yeah, yeah. it is. Saturday, uh, Sunday. Yeah, Saturday and Sunday. And and, and that here locally in Arizona will be simulcast uh, on Air, Fox Sports Arizona. So both games? Big time. Yep, I believe yeah, okay. both games are going to be. So uh, that's some big time stuff. And then. And the, by the uh, way, the next, there's not. You have less than 24 hours between games there, too. Yeah. Unless exactly. they've changed the schedule times because they're supposed uh, to play Saturday at 8 o'clock. That's 6 o'clock Arizona time. And 5 o'clock on Sunday, 3 o'clock Arizona time. Uh, we just have decided that, or at least I have, I just say everything <laughs> Eastern time because you don't right. know anything about time zones. So it's just easier that way. <laughs> Uh, okay, I do know time zones. Right now I'm in the mountain time zone, and I'm going to stay there. I'm not going to okay. leave the mountain time zone. Even when times don't change in Arizona and we end up here, there, I'm going to stay on mountain time. <laughs> I've just made up my okay. mind on that. <laughs> so so anyway, we have that coming up. Uh, we've got professional hockey coming up on Monday night. We've got uh, another college hockey Southwest weekly coming up. Tuesday night. Fingers crossed we get Coach Granado from Wisconsin. I think he would be a fantastic guest 
So hopefully he's able to get uh, his schedule uh, cleared to give us a few minutes to talk about that series. And then uh, Wednesday night again, uh, we're back to club hockey. And then Thursday, Thanksgiving holiday, everybody gets to uh, sit around their house without family and uh, and eat a lot of turkey. Uh yeah, mostly without family anyway. <laughs> yeah, just your local families but or your in, in-home family. So um, I, I don't know how else well, to end it, Paul, see, but to say – I'm sorry, I, go ahead. I, see, but I, I am going to be around some people that are not in my household, so I went out and got tested this weekend. Don't, don't, don't say that. We'll just pretend that you don't. <laughs> there are six – it's going to be six of us. Yeah, but uh, and we realized that that you probably already had COVID, so I don't know if you're going to well, get it again. Anyway, I, I tested negative, so we're good. Okay, good to hear. Good to hear. Okay, so that's uh, what the docket looks like coming up. Um, anything else that you need to get off of your chest? We got about three minutes to go here. Uh, let's see. Um, I could probably get a lot of things off of my chest, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, I, Are there any particular people you want to go after? Keeping my mouth shut. <laughs> Anybody you want to go after that's complaining about an arena that we've waited for for six years? <laughs> um, I could once again. You know, I mean, but people, listen, I'm people glad don't it's, understand it's how done. important that is. I'm, yes, I'm glad it's done. Um, me too. You know. We got into a bit of a disagreement. Is that a fair way to use when, I don't even, was it last year, two years ago? I don't even know anymore. I can't keep track. Two years. What? It was two, two years, years ago when I when I ranted about the rink and, yes. and, and getting an update. Was it that long ago? It doesn't, yes. It seems like it was and wasn't at the same time. Two I, years. Two years. Um, okay. Well, we don't have to worry about that anymore because – done yes yep it's done so we're we're thrilled for that um the nhl uh the ahl we have no clue um i do want to shout out that our sunday specials that were supposed to be up last week are going to be up if they aren't up right now they're going to be up momentarily um that was our trip to vegas to see that new facility um some great interviews there with the head coach of the uh AHL franchise in Las Vegas in Henderson, actually, the Silver Knights. Um, right. Manny Viboros uh, had a chance to visit with him and the president of the Vegas Golden Knights, Kerry Boobholz. So you'll want to see that. Also stopped in to see our friends Jared and Kendall uh, Yeager and uh, the new owners of Off Ice Athletics Las Vegas, or LV, which is located in City National. What a great place. Uh, so hopefully you tune into that. And if, if you want to have a really good laugh, you can watch me do my 10 or 11 minutes of workout with Jared as he put me through a workout. So lots of good stuff for you to watch if you get bored. Um, Paul, be safe. Yeah, the, the, uh, the, the two minutes that you showed were funny <laughs> enough. <laughs> we'll, we'll be back on Tuesday night and uh, talking more hockey about professional hockey. Uh, Southwest Weekly tomorrow night. Take it away, Paul, and uh, we'll say goodnight with Roger Klein and the Peacemakers and De Niro. Behind the Masks presents College Hockey Southwest Live on the Ice Time HockeySW.com network. Brought to you by Bell Ford. Presenting partner of Sunday Special, visit BellFord.com and explore the 2021 return of the legendary Ford Bronco. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. 
100% blue agave is used to make our unique tastes. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com to order any of our three award-winning flavors. Behind the mask, in line, in net, up the ice, wherever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Buy Verizon Wireless, the 5G coverage America has been waiting for. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. It's all about the money. Gold beers and cheeseburgers, sports, craft beers, and made-to-order burgers, 12 Valley locations. Caesars Entertainment Resort and Casino Worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. College Hockey Southwest Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of the IceTimeHockeySW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at iTunes, the Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio app, and in the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. All right, very well done, my friend. We will say good night and say a happy Thanksgiving a little early to all of our uh, listeners out there as we say uh, good night with Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. De Niro, good night, everybody. <laughs>